Hey, what is up, headhunters, recruiters, uh, search for owners, and anybody else uh, listening? This is David Stefan Patterson. You may know me as DSP. This is the Headhunters Live with my uh, beautiful brothers from other mothers. We have uh, Chris Wessel right over here. And then further, we have Neil Lubovitz, also known as The Boss. What is up, fellas? How are you, my brother? I'm not known as the, I, I hate that now because that's Springsteen and I'm from New Jersey and I don't have any uh, ownership in that area whatsoever. Boss, He's like, look behind me. This is not Jersey. This is not Jersey. <laughs> but you literally say, I don't want to be known as the boss, but then right there, you're like, Neil Lebovitz, the boss. <laughs> I mean, he's our boss. I don't like to be known at that, but I'll just type it in, you know. It's fake. You know. <laughs> he is bossy. I mean. Yeah, he is. He is. He is the boss. Well, well. I think we have a great show. We're going to be talking about recruiter productivity in the face of adversity. This actually is uh, the second of a two-parter because last week we talked about recruiter resilience uh, in the face of adversity. So we talked about mindset. Uh, but uh, I'm a really big believer that if you're unproductive, if you're not productive, you're not getting your work done, and you keep falling behind and falling behind and falling behind. Well. No amount of mindset training is going to get you to where you need to be if you're not actually productive and actually doing the work. And so uh, we're going to be talking about that uh, today. Um, but before we do so, before we get into uh, the, the meat and potatoes of it, uh, I want to let everybody know that's watching right now. We have uh, quite a few. Uh, we're live on LinkedIn. We're live on, on uh, uh, the Headhunters and Recruiter Headhunters and Executive Recruiter Community on Facebook, and the Independent uh, Recruiters and Headhunters Search for Owners group on Facebook as well. Uh, so do me a favor, wherever you're watching, if you're watching live, comment live so you, we know that you can hear us. If you're watching the replay. Comment replay because we would love to see who is watching the show. And uh, like it, love it, share it uh, because we're growing rapidly. And we would love to get to reach as many people as possible because we have a couple of really cool guests coming up. I don't know. Should we even announce this on the show yet? Or should we get uh, it out of the bag? We're not going to change anything, probably. Well, we have we have uh, the next month in November pretty much mapped out. We have um, the 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 one only Ben Mina, who just had uh, a, a little baby here a few days ago. So congrats to him. So Ben Mina hey, of the Mini Elite Mina. Recruiter Podcast. Yeah, Mini Mina. Mini Mina. I think it's, it's Mina. 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 I think it's Mini Mina. Mina. Is it Mina? Mina. I think it's Mina. Mini. Is it Mina? Mina. Mina? Mina? I would say Mina. Mina, Mina. I guess we'll eh, find Mina, out Mina. next week. <laughs> Tune in next week to find out. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then we also have uh, – uh, and actually, uh, we have Dan Fisk from a Power Associates, I think, the week after the 16th. Right. Um, yeah. And who else is it? Is it just Dan, or I think he's got a couple other people with him as it's well? Dan and his partner Ryan Bono. Oh, okay, that's right. And so, and that is going to be on the sixteenth, Thanksgiving. We're going to be off, uh, and hopefully, you guys are going to be off as well. And then, the big one though, the week after Thanksgiving, I think on the thirtieth, I believe we have. Who do we have, Neil? Because Neil, you, you're the architect behind this one. As big as a podcast I think in our industry has ever been. How's that? The only podcast people should turn into because no bigger name. Now, if this was not us, we'd be talking about Obama. We're talking about Steve Finkel, legendary author, trainer. Back from the I, – I, I, this guy is going to do our show. He's, he's, he's going to do two, and he picked us as one. And, and I'm so excited Steve Finkel. And I, I, we could talk about that. This isn't really for the show, but I'm shocked how many people out there know him still because he's older than oh, me. Yeah. I, he's a legend. Yeah. Right. 
Well, here's the crazy thing. So he wrote that 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 uh, book, which was um, kind of a pillar in our, our industry, Breakthrough uh, Recruiting, and then he came out with his 2.0 version, Breakthrough 2.0. And here's the crazy thing. I, you know, oh, there, he's got it. And actually, and I'm waiting on, I, I, sh I should have a signed copy coming to me. Yeah, today or tomorrow. show the signature. That's the best part. I was like a kid oh, yeah. when I got the signature. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, he wrote it to me and everything. <laughs> well, I, I, I will say it's, this. it's in the um, mail. It's in the mail. I'm sure. We never, I never really heard much of Steve Finkel. I mean, I, I heard a lot about Steve Finkel coming up in the business, uh, and and read the original book. In fact, I still have it um, on my bookshelf in my uh, my bedroom. But the you know, funny thing is, uh, last couple of years I didn't really hear much until over the last year I started seeing people posting the the picture of his new book in the group. You never see that. With other books in in our groups, mm. if I start seeing yeah, one post, another post, right. another post, another post, which is really amazing. So uh, yeah, so we're pretty excited to have him on the show. We're excited. And Very I cool. posted a couple little posts in the group. It's just some of you have seen some of this, and I was shocked. I, I literally, we were talking. I'm like, I had to do it because to me, this guy was as big as a name gets. And why not cold call? And we had some good story, and to, and that excitement, by the way, of hearing back from him. It's amazing. We all we all have that feeling, um, but it, it's uh, I'm shocked at how many how many people and even mm -hmm. uh, I think they're more older, but even the younger ones know him. The buzz mm -hmm. in there, and again, our groups aren't young. If we want to go to some of the others, you know, we have a really good mix. But I'm ex so excited. Stay tuned for that show. We're having a pre-show, uh, or we're having our pre-conference on Friday, so we're really excited and uh, come because Steve. Is a he he wants to talk to he wants to, to he's got a lot he wants to talk but he wants to hear from you so we'll have live Q and A you get to talk to Steve Finkel we'll keep the show going on as long as well I'm maybe legend. extend a little bit I'm not sure if out. we're live in our in one of the groups right now I was just looking at the um, Ursa one I don't know if we're live in there I think oh, we're live no. in Herc just just double checking let me do Before a quick double check on my end, guys. Uh, we will it's see not, if we're live we send the link out to them so they can watch it. Oh no, we are. Oh, we're, yeah. live. Okay. we're live in our yep yep we are oh okay. we are. Uh, so, uh, so our assistant uh, jaja um uh she's our she's my assistant she's actually in the in the green room jaja just make sure uh we'll have our assistant post the link to the live in under uh in the groups uh under the, the original promo post that way you guys can make sure you see it um well, let's talk about let's get into it guys because i'm sure a lot of these folks aren't oh, wow. here just to hear us uh jibber jabber they're here to learn about productivity damn it productivity uh and this is really important because again remember last week we talked about mindsets and mindset will do you no good at all if you're just not productive right because the 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 the, the thing that creates this the sort of mindset issue for a lot of folks is uh either we're not billing or things are going wrong in our business or, or whatever things seem out of control the more that you can bring things into control the better and so i want to talk about that there's some things i sh i, I want to talk about with regard to uh productivity uh i know that chris and and uh, neil have their own takes on it as well um but i'm curious guys and and you're experience let's, let's say chris let me ask you this because this actually really applies to you you're you're still recruiting and you're still in the in the hunt um how do you how do you how do you view productivity right uh, especially when times are hard like how do you approach it sure and i like to echo your point as far as like you know you could have the right mindset but you know if you're not productive mm -hmm. it doesn't like you could have you sheer will alone does not get you through this right and, and then people are yeah. like i'll just outwork everybody 
I'll make more calls, but just listen, if you're calling the wrong people or you're doing the wrong things, you can, you can quickly go broke being super busy in this business. Right. And, you know, one of the things that over time, I just, I started refining over the almost 20 years of my career, my approach to my day to try to be more and more efficient. We were, I think a lot of us consist try to strive for that, especially after we've been doing this for a bit. And I found that it really helps you weather thinner times because there's, you know, listen, like you mentioned in your post promoting this, when things are going good, you can, you're shooting fish in a barrel. It's, it's, it's easy to, to fill jobs. There's, there's a lot to choose from, but when there's less to choose from out there, there's still a lot of things that can keep you busy that aren't doing anything. Right. Like, so I think that really refining your practice to be as efficient as possible in terms of going after the right kind of work and respecting your own time is going to go a long way because in in the tighter times it'll keep you afloat in the better times it'll frankly make you even more money because you'll spend your time on 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 the best stuff right you'll be still top grading what's out there so i mean we can go into into more detail specifically over the course of this this hour or so but you know a lot of recruiters just don't respect their own time and just spin their wheels on stuff and listen, if you go out and get like two, let's say two really good job orders, well-qualified, either they're on an engagement or they're on exclusive, and that's what you're working the hell out of on your solo desk, and you say they're mid-level jobs and like 15 grand each, right? And so that ended up, mm -hmm. maybe that made you 30 grand that month. Or you could work on, like, you could get it like 15 or 20 uh, job orders that are marginally qualified, spin your wheels way more, mm -hmm. maybe close one of them, maybe close none of them. Like who's, who was smarter there, right? Like you're going to spend less time on the first situation and listen, like, it's not hard to get job orders even now. It's just that a lot, a lot more of them are not well qualified. Um, so I'll get off my soapbox for a second, but that's kind of like my thought process to it is, is, you know, if you, you know, what, what is it like iron sharpens iron or whatever, like the tough times mm -hmm. help you like really figure out, like when I had a, I had a, a, a tech staffing business for about 10 years that was really booming in the first few years. And we were like printing money and it was great. We never really looked at our expenses that closely. We didn't look at a lot of stuff that closely. And then when, when, a, when a downturn came, it just was a punch in the face, right? So we had to reevaluate the whole business, what we're spending our time on, what we're spending our money on, et cetera. And what was amazing was not only did that carry us through a thin time, but then when, when the market turned again, we were more profitable than ever because we had a firm understanding of what works. You know why? Hundred percent. It's yeah. It's the age-old adage, and this is what when, last week when we were talking about, you know, down times or a recession or your planning. And I love the water analogy, Chris, staying afloat because you ride a wave on whatever's working for. It doesn't mean it's the best or it's or it's or it's efficient. It's getting you what you want. You ride a wave of your success. And when things slow down, it uncovers your weakness in a good way. That's what you learn. And that's what you're, oh, it uncovers your weaknesses. And if you're good and you learn it, and those of you going through your first time, it's where you learn it. Now it's not working. Why? Because I wasn't, now it makes you do these other things. And that's why I love that analogy because now there's the way's no longer there. So are you going to drown? Are you going to flap in that sand? Or are you going to now have to look at other things that make you better? So we're saying the same thing, different analogy, right? 
Oh yeah. Uh, well, so 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 one thing I want to want to talk about, um, yeah, and and uh, and and what you guys said is right. I mean, it really is. Um, this business goes in waves, obviously, and you need to, um, you know, regardless um, if you're in a trough, if you're on a crust, you need to be able to be in control of it because otherwise, you know, in, in a good market, you close deals despite all the mistakes that you make. In a in a bad market, you need to um, uh, be no be margin precise. for error. <laughs> There's no margin for error. Um, well, you know, I think this is uh, really relevant now because for a lot of folks, they're about to go to their in, into their annual planning. Um, now, for I know for a lot of folks, their annual planning is basically on December thirtieth because thirty first they're getting ready to go party on December thirtieth. <laughs> they put together a really quick plan and then they go party on the thirty first. People and on are first, amazing. They up on over. planning, but they're great <laughs> at that planning. David, I love that you just said that. So true. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You made me laugh. Oh it, yeah, so. but it's hundred percent true. And then, and then your first day of the new year, what do you do? You start off hungover. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it, it's a bad way to go. So I think for a lot of folks, starting your planning now is important. But what I want, I want to introduce you to something that um, I talk about in a couple of my programs, which are uh, you've got your, of course, your your yearly plan. But I like to talk about uh, on a more tactical level. Uh, to make sure that you're, you're staying the course, because for most people, you forget about your annual plan by fe by February, right? Um, but I would say there's a thing called uh, strategic quarterlies, uh, tactical weeklies, and bridging monthlies. So uh, I want I want to talk about this. It's it's a really cool concept um, that I like, and it really helps to helps to um, chunk up your year in manageable chunks so you, then you can execute on this in the service of your large plan. So I'll keep it pretty simple. Basically, it's, it's something like this. Um, so the key thing to keep in mind is that, um, well, this all bridges the gap between basically what people say they want to do and what they actually do because that is the silent killer, right? So uh, what you want to be thinking about first off is on the under yearly plan. So to kill this reality gap, um, we, we're basically really – piss poor long-term plan. It's very hard for us to follow a plan for an entire year. So um, I learned this concept a few years back when I read, um, uh, I, I forget the exact name of the book, but it's something like uh, the the uh, the 12-week year, 13-week year, something like that. But look at your quarter and consider that your yearly plan, if you want. I mean, still create your annual plan, but instead of planning for the year uh, and sticking to that, once you do your yearly plan, go and plan your quarterly plan. you got 12 weeks any quarter, roughly. Maybe your 13th week could be more of a recharge and then additional planning. But focus on quarters because and, and think of every week as a month because the more you can accomplish quickly, like the better your decision-making is going to be, right? And you'll know. Uh, more ideally what's going on in your practice is key so that's so that is your your strategic quarterly now if you if we're going to go down to the tactical side on a weekly basis um your weekly basis is your tactical plan so every sunday right instead of instead of uh, uh eating wings and drinking beer and watching football and wasting your sunday instead go and plan out your week because the week is one on Sunday, right? Uh, plan out your week and know what in, in, in service of your quarterly goal. Okay, now we know for that one week what you need to do. Maybe focus on one or two or maybe three main things total, right? Uh, but if, uh, create your your weekly plan, what you want to accomplish for that week. That is your your, your weekly plan, and then. What a bridging monthly is, is this the bridge between your weekly and quarterly, meaning every month uh, you review your last four weeks, right? Do you need to adjust what you're doing in order to hit your quarterly plan? And 
this is also when you want to check your finances. So you're going to be checking your 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 PNL, right? Most people uh, check their PNL uh, in April for obvious reasons. Uh, but you want to check your 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 PNL, your cash flow statement. Uh, 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 Make sure all your finances finances are in order, uh, and that's really more of a monthly plan. And I call that the bridge monthly because that's the bridge bridge between your tactical weekly and your strategic quarterly. Um, that's how I like to break it up. It's a lot of planning, but what it does is it breaks everything up in manageable chunks. Because otherwise, when you look at your plan for an entire year, it's almost impossible to figure out how you're going to do it. Versus the best laid plan. Quarter, David, month, I keep thinking that when you're saying it, the best laid plans of Mike's and Matt, right? Robert Burns, that quote, that's what it reminds me of. That's why that works so well. That's right. So, 100%. On the planning, if, if I could take that like another layer down before we move on to the next point, if someone's looking at the, watching this and they're thinking, and I would have thought this way years ago, um, okay, my plan is I'm going to do 100 cold calls a day and I'm going to send 10,000 emails and all this other stuff. Understand that just because you have like a plan doesn't mean that it's a good plan. So mm-hmm. you got like, if listen, if, if times are tight and not as much good opportunity is out there, you can't waste your effort on spamming a bunch of people with garbage like emails. Um, you can't, you can't afford to not personalize some of your outreach. You got to understand, like, look back at your previous year, like, where did your business come from? So like that plan should include things like not just outreach in general, but how much like new, new, like completely cold outreach, how much is revisiting like past clients, existing relationships, look through your LinkedIn. How many people did you place somewhere or hire for that are now at other companies? Maybe that's a pathway in those companies. And you just like, you can't take this brute force approach of just hammering out a ton of emails or just making calls for the sake of making calls. The planning should include categories of, and yours probably does. I'm just taking this another step. Um, it, like this, the actual activities should be fairly strategic in nature that are in this plan because those are the ones that are going to yield the most results versus just kind of some, I mean, some people, their plan is they just, I sent a hundred messages on LinkedIn today, but they didn't really do anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And, exa- and it's not yeah, the plan. Like David's talking about the plan is everything. It's these things you yeah. opened up with. What haven't you been doing that now is being uncovered? I'm going to get more into social media. I'm going to work more on my brand. I'm going to work more on recruiting people. I'm going to work more on the personal, t- whatever it is. That's part of the planning, not just a hundred calls. Like you're saying, what's the plan? And what later on, I, like, I love this topic because I, I did so much uh, professional speaking on a topic, I, uh, my favorite topic, I called it the time chasm. And at the end, I just want to summarize some, some of these things you're talking about, but I love this. I mean, we're dead on. Wait a minute, I mean, t- time chasm as in chasm like a big gap between two landmasses or time gasm yeah, as in a set of release of canopy <laughs> of, <laughs> of, <laughs> Not gasm. Not gasm. Okay. <laughs> I like that though. I'm gonna do that. Something gasm. That's a good. Is that like when you get your time back or something, or you get some extra time in a day? Is yeah. Well, like it, it's guys? just like it's. It, Cut. Does that you all at once? A, well, it, I'll get into it later. But it's what everything you're talking about. It's the planning. It's the important things that never get done because you're distracted by all the things that are in your, your face that make you feel, feel reactive. Which is everything you're talking about. I'll, I'll get into that later. I love this. Keep going. Sorry. Well, you know, so so uh, actually, I was going to go. Uh, I was going to talk about um, uh, about daily planning, but you know what? Actually, we mentioned that. I want to. I want to go further on that. So, um, uh, 
people tend to emergency scan, right? So it's the reason why we're in our inbox all the time. Because we're in our inbox, we don't know what to do. We're kind of like, we know we have a lot to do, but we're unfocused. And so we're looking for the next uh, email comes from a client. Boom. All right, I'm going to work on that. Email comes from, from a can. Boom, I'll go work on that. And so you're letting your day dictate. You're letting uh, circumstances and chance dictate your day instead of you dictating your day. Uh, and so don't emergency scan. And so what I would do to, to help, help with that, a few things I would do to, to ensure that, you're, you're, that you dictate the day, not the other way around. So first off, obviously, daily plan, just like Chris said. Uh, plan out 100 calls the next day isn't really a plan at all. It's just a call list, right? Um, so yeah. think about – for anybody, uh, you know, we're, we're not nine to five fellas, right? Anybody listening to this, we're probably not nine to five. You know, we, we, we live the business and we, we live the business um, and we work the business and our business is kind of integrated into our personal lives. I mean, who doesn't take a call from a client on a weekend if you're about to close a deal, right? Or who doesn't, or we're planning on Sunday, things that an accountant who works nine to five wouldn't do. That's why I make the big bucks. So, so with, so with that in mind, I also want you to think about personal productivity because your personal life and your work life integrate. And if your personal life, if you have problems in your personal life, it'll bleed over into the business and business life will bleed over, business problems will bleed over into your personal life. So what I, what I recommend is, um, is getting a book called Getting Things Done by uh, – David Allen Greer, I think his name is not the in living color guy, but oh, that's that's interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I guess it's just a second career for him, <laughs> but it's uh, uh, yeah, it's called Getting Things Done, it's called um, and it's it's a productivity system. Uh, I don't go into a lot of the details here, but it's a, a very simple productivity system where you use a um, uh, project management tool like Asana. Uh, I know Neil uses Asana, Trello, I use ClickUp. I use- Trello, OmniFocus is one I used to use. That's yeah. Mac based. But basically, what you do is um, anything that you need needs to be done, whether personal, business, whatever it is, put it into your inbox. Because if you have it in your rattling around in your head, you'll forget about it and it'll stress you out. Um, put it into an inbox, and every day, uh, or maybe every couple of days, you process that inbox. Take that task. If you be done in less than two minutes, you knock it out right then. If you if it takes more than two minutes, what you'll do is you'll put it off into maybe a project or maybe a queue for maybe a later later date. But what it is is you create a system where and I, I'm not even doing it justice. You have to actually look at the system itself, but and read about it. But you create a system whereby it works as a second brain, it works as knowledge storage, it works as project management, works as task management, and what happens is. If you trust this system, put everything into this, it'll 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 free up your mental bandwidth to focus on the important things, things you need to focus and focus on that day. And what I found is that from just a purely tactical day-to-day level, having some sort of getting things done system, again, you can use ClickUp, Asana, you know, Trello, there's tons of different uh, software out there to help you do this. Uh, it, it'll it'll make a big difference in your life, both your personal and, and your business life. I mean who hasn't forgotten a birthday? Who hasn't forgotten to pick up milk after work and your wife asked you to pick it up or, ha- or, or forgot to do a project for your wife or for your kid or, or whatever it is, right? All these little things add up, add up. And if you're consistently forgetting things, consistently stressed out, consistently trying to uh, uh, be, you feel like you're behind the eight ball. Well, this will help you get out from under the eight ball, right? So I think uh, a day-to-day personal productivity system is the way to go. So getting things done, uh, go read the book. Uh, it's amazing. And go implement the system. It'll make a big, big change in your life. Big change. And 
So I think this is a good time before we get off of planning too. Here's what's happening. Like, here's how I sum up everything we're talking about in terms of what we've all said is that people are reactionary and mm -hmm. it's really easy to be busy. And what Chris opened up with, when you're busy, it makes you feel like you're productive and it's not. You're busy. doesn't mean anything. What are you busy with? You're busy with the things that come to you. That's what happens. Distractions, interruptions, issues, candidates, client, this, whatever. Mm -hmm. The day consumes you. If you mm -hmm. look at everything you need to do, this is the way I used to lay it out. Picture a regular good old quadrant, right? Remember those quadrants in high school? On the on the horizontal axis, you have the importance, okay? From the important left- versus urgent. <laughs> uh, and then the top one is, no, importance and then urgency. Importance yeah, is how important it is to you. How important it is. Everything we've been talking about, that's gonna be on those right two quadrants. On the top one is it's urgency. That means urgency doesn't mean importance and time management. Urgency means the need to, in your face, it's buzzing, it's beeping, it's at you, it's, it's now. Doesn't mean it's important. We spend so much time on now stuff that's not important. It wasn't your plan. You didn't do one damn thing you said you were gonna do this month that you were doing last month. You didn't get to it because it wasn't in your face. So what happens is you need to focus on the important things. Those are the top, those right two quadrants. The ones that are in your face are important. You don't have to be it. You don't need training on that. And I, in my last friend, my partner and I used to ask each other all the time, like when something would pop up, we'd be like, is this important or urgent? Like I, I remember yeah. learning now, that a while this back. One's and it was a good what I said. test. Yeah. This is great. Who put this up? I, I did the opposite. Let's use that was this me. Yeah, I, I, I happen to have it. So it's, it's I, I threw it up. Thing. It's the same exact thing. David uses this. So I'm simply yeah. saying the, we want to focus on one and two, right? And column one is easy. Two is the wow moment. That's what they're all mm -hmm. talking about. I love the visual. Thank you. I would have created this. <laughs> this is what you don't do. Because you need to make that stuff. You need to plan that stuff to happen. You need to say, did I do it or did I not do it? Make yourself accountable because it will never happen. And that's the time chasm. Well, and so think about this. There's one thing that helps enable that. Like, so instead of being inbox driven where you wake up and the first thing you do is just respond, respond, respond. Like one thing I found was helpful in terms of making sure that I focused on the important was I didn't, another, we can overcorrect and have too many important things, right? We could have a whole big long list of important things. I have found over the years that if I am like, okay, today I have like two or three important things that get, need to get done. Those get done at all costs, at the cost of everything urgent, at, no matter what. If you try to make it 10 things, I guarantee you're gonna fail. Two or three things, you know, I gotta get this offer secured. I got this interview set up. I gotta get this meeting done. I gotta, whatever it is, that day it's gonna be different every day. Two or three things, that's it. And you have to be relentless until those things are done and everything else has to wait. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, now, now it's, so speak to this. Uh, now, if, if you guys heard of, I'm sure you guys heard of this, but the, the old concept that's been uh, in our industry for, for decades, but golden hours or platinum hours, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it, but where you've got your uh, I'm going to make calls for this hour. Your, Don't your money hours or whatever. Fire. Yeah, money hours. Well, um, so in, while those are important, I think everybody should should do those. But I think on a on a on a broader scale, um, just same concept. Uh, in addition to you, you know, using that for your phone time or what have you, take that same concept and uh, and 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 use that for what we call deep work in the morning. So, um, what I found is that. Well, actually, I haven't found this, but this is something I've I've learned a lot about over the last few years as I'm trying to deal with my own productivity because I'm not, you know, 
Chris, as you said, you, you think you can conquer the world just through willpower and grit and determination, muscle things through. But the older you get, the more humble you are and the more you realize your limitations, right? Um, so one of the things that helped me out a lot was a concept called uh, done by 1030. Now, it could be 10, 930, 11, whatever it is. But just the general concept is, is that your mental energy, your mental bandwidth uh, is at its peak early in the morning and it wanes throughout the day. It's why – Everybody that wants to write the great American novel, uh, and they think, well, I'll do it after work. You know, it never gets done because, and it's also the reason why um, at night is when you're more, most likely to eat junk food, eat ice cream, do bad things, drink beer. You should be drinking beer. Whatever those things are, your willpower and your mental bandwidth is at, its, at least, even if you're a night owl, that it's, it's still simple biology. The best thing you could do. Kind of like eating a frog concept we talked about last week, where if you do the hardest thing in the morning, like eat a frog, the rest of the day is 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 that much easier. Well, think about the things that you need to get done, whether it be whether whatever it could be a project, we're going to retain church, whatever it is. Uh, take uh, create blocks of time, maybe fifty minutes, then a ten minute break, and have maybe two of those in the morning. So start work at eight. Maybe you you run from eight to nine, and then from nine to ten, a fifty minute time block with a ten minute break in between, where you don't take calls, you don't even check your email, you don't do anything except for the specific work that you have to accomplish. Then maybe it's creating your new website, whatever it is. And so what you'll find is that you can actually get over a day's work of really important work done in those two hours with no distractions. And then by 10 or 10.30, you've got the rest of the day to you know, check your email, do you, uh, make your phone calls, uh, talk to clients, talk to can't, whatever it is, but reserve this first couple of hours for this deep work, right? Um, and that's, that, that I think will help a lot in terms of just, just getting that, those important tasks done. And there's discipline required in doing that, right? So think about this, mm -hmm. like we all have, a lot of us watching this are like like the three of us where you have control over our schedules. If we want, we, we if you if you were in a meeting with a, with a client or a prospect and you had your phone not in front of you and you were sitting down talking with them for an hour, like you wouldn't be checking your email, right? So we, like you have to enforce these boundaries on yourself so when you, cause you, it's, it's hard to do because when you say it's important, like David said, but it's hard to do. And we acknowledge that because if you're going to say, okay, um, I'm going to give, I'm going to block out a half hour or an hour, nothing too long, or you'll go into a full blown panic uh, when I, you know, it's, it's easy, but it's, it's hard to, to do, but just remember, like if you were in something else, like if you were, you know, unavailable for whatever reason, like you wouldn't be checking your email, don't check it just cause you know, you can click it and open it up enforce those boundaries on yourself to, to do what mm -hmm. David's talking about. And again, we know the temptations there and it's, and it's quick and it's simple, but listen, just treat it like if you were unavailable, cause you were in a, in a meeting or doing an interview or something, you wouldn't be checking those messages. Nothing is so important that it can't wait a couple hours. Usually. David, um, what you said, I want to talk about what you just said before we move on, because I got goosebumps. Why David and I never talked about this before. What David, what David just said, everyone listening, is the most profound business advice I have ever received in my life. It has changed my life. Listen to what he just said. I, I echoed what I was taught when I went to Penn State on it. I went to a course that changed my life. It's what David just said. It changed my entire trajectory, what David just said. Yes. I, I was taught in college at all this. How do I get A's? How do I date my girl? How do I get in the fraternity? My parents weren't going to pay for it. If I didn't get straight A's, I went to the set. That was it. 
get your day done. Then I became a machine. I learned how to just make those important things in that quadrant, focus on them at all distractions. And they told me all those same things David did. The, I remember the quotes, the average productivity of the American person is 23%. All right. When you do what David did, you can be 80, 90, 100 percent productive. You don't need to be. What if you want to be 50 percent productive twice as everyone else? To David's mm -hmm. point, she was saying, do that and leave at two o'clock if you want to leave at one. So David nailed it. I'm just going to say, don't let that comment that he just that to me changed my life. OK, and I made I took what you said and I dug into it. So anyone out there that gets what he's saying there. I'm telling you, it's gonna, it could change your life. That's how big it is. Remind. And I don't say that, right? I could say that as a trainer mm -hmm. in my life. And that's the one. That's the one. Anyone that's yeah, known me huge. Share, that's the story. And I never told David about that. So I love that, David. That's yeah. pretty cool. Well, yeah. and the thing is, too, Neil, and, and, and you, you, you mentioned this uh, when you were a young man at Penn State. You know, you're, you know you're, you're trying to get good grades. You're trying to pay for school. You're trying to meet girls. So, so it's not just business or, or work-related things. I mean – you know, like in your case, stuff you know, done. girls, it's it get, get, getting yeah, the get stuff done that you done. normally won't do because you get distracted by everything else. Yeah. And you don't do what you said was important to begin with, period. Exactly. You know. Like like you could be you could be out of shape. So one of your quarterly goals could be you have a business goal, you can have a personal fitness goal. So maybe one of those time slots could be working out. Like it doesn't have to be necessarily a business goal. It's just whatever is really important to you. That's that's, that's extremely important. Uh, knock that out first thing in the morning. And yeah, just like Chris said, no distractions. Don't be in your email. Uh, no notifications. Turn off your cell phone. Uh, yeah, tell your family that do not disturb me unless there is a fire. And even then, only until the flames are about to engulf the house. I mean, literally, do not disturb me. And you I will what, be David, pissed so off. Funny. Can I you add this? Because you nailed it. I'm sorry. You're just making me yeah. think of all these amazing training things when i implemented this in my businesses and, and uh, when i when i was uh, on my rise i would have the this is why those blocks are so brilliant that everyone's always heard about right that's why they're brilliant and i would have that non-time everyone knew when i got in there you don't come into my don't bother me until 9 30 unless it's an emergency not that i was so available i didn't have high turnover they knew and i was programming everyone this is focus this is my this is my thing i wasn't going to lose what i did in college in my career just because i became management and other people that got really good adopted that so anyway david i love this is saying. this with this type of work that a lot of the people that are watching do and that that i do every day and that the, you guys have all been involved in at some point there's a tremendous amount of freedom but with that freedom comes a lot of personal responsibility and personal accountability right so i'll it's a lot of people prefer to take direction and that's why they are led by their inboxes. They're led by being reactive or they were more comfortable when they were a job where a boss told them what the priority was for the day or told them what was on their schedule. Like if you go work for a lot, a lot of places you work, your, you know, your bosses or whoever are putting things on your calendar, like they're directing your day. You the, I think the hardest part for a lot of people, and I know it was for me at one point was you are directing your day. So it's easy for you to blow yourself off. It's easy for you to say, like, just abandon your plan and just go do something else. It takes a tremendous amount of, of, of discipline. I think even more so than like working out or anything like that to keep like these kinds of boundaries. It's on, listen, it's, you wanted the freedom. You wanted the freedom. You wanted the potential. This is the cost. This is the price of it. 
or let's say freedom isn't free, right? It's not, it's, it's, it's not just about America, right? It's also about, yeah, in our own lives. If we have freedom, we need, we need to pay the, the uh, pay the cost to be the boss, right? As, as that saying yeah. goes, you get the freedom uh, to go uh, completely it, broke because you're doing all the wrong things. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And, that, and that's so important. And I, th- and I think, um, uh, and something also want to want to uh, um, uh, further elaborate on with regard to those those time blocks. Speaking of time blocks, and this is a little bit of a minor thing, but it really works for me very very well. Remember, I said before about you got a time block of fifteen minutes, take a ten minute break. Um, well, that's based off of, of the Pomodoro technique. Now, the Pomodoro technique and productivity, they um, uh, 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 people, or productivity experts uh, uh, recommend. Uh, 30 minute blocks, 25 minutes of working, and then a five minute break where you literally get up from your chair, go outside, get some sun, get some fresh air, recharge, and come back. And you'll actually will get more work done because you're less distracted and you're able to focus. I like to do 50 and 10 because I, I can focus for a good 50 minutes, no problem at all. And I don't like to stop what I'm doing midway through. Go take a break. Right, I just want to push through, but I'll do a fifty minute uh, uh, work block. Take a ten minute break. Go outside and walk around. Come back, and reward I feel great. And I'm ready to. It's a reward, and so there's little things. And so, um, so what I do is I have this. Um, I've got I've got this uh, um, hourglass, right? It's a tw- it's a twenty five minute hourglass. So there's twenty five minute block. So oh, I'll use this. I use it twice. It'll go all the way down, and then I turn it over again. Another twenty five minutes. When I do two. Then I go on a break. It has these little metal filings in here, so I can hear it as it's going going down. I you hear time slipping away. That's, That's like the Wicked Witch of the West. Remember that one? That remind. Anytime I see an hourglass, I freak out still from the Wicked Witch of the West scene when she had Dorothy. It scared the daylights out of me. Then oh. I remember at like four years. Seeing that face, and I was so scared. All right, I, I'm four. Mm-hmm. I, I, anyway, sorry, you just have PTSD, David. <laughs> well, I, uh, I'll tell you what. You know, what's cool about this uh, little hourglass? Um, I forget the name of it. Uh, if if I if I remember the name, uh, I bought it a few years ago. I'll put it in the in the comments section. The really cool thing about this because these are iron filings. I got this little magnetic stopper, so if I need to take a little quick break and I don't want to lose the time, I put this in here. And it stops the flow because it's a magnet. And I take it off, and the flow starts again. And so, yeah, it's pretty neat. So uh, I, I'll try to remember the name of it. Shouldn't an hour – is an hourglass supposed to last an hour timed with the sand, or could it be any increment? Like is it exactly 15 minutes? Aren't they calibrated for that? Like I don't – I'm being serious. Any, well, 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 this, well so, so, so this is specifically meant for for for, for, for – uh, uh, working in 25 minute blocks. It's actually meant for productivity. So it's, it's actually time, built, right? it's actually it so that it's, it's scientifically timed by the sand or whatever, right? So it's exactly 25 minutes, right? That's how they make them. Exactly 25. Yep. And I do yeah. two of those, then I can go on a break. Basically, that's pretty neat. Um, yeah. So so time blocking helps. And then what I also do is I'll listen to. Uh, I've got these little Bose headphones, and so while I'm doing that, I'm listening to um, Brain FM, Brain Brain.fm, which basically is um, it's music meant for working. So you can there's music that helps you be more creative, music that helps you do a lot of deep work. And so um, I listen to that uh, while I have this on and I'm, I'm I'm completely focused, listen to my music. Uh, and so that keeps me productive. So time blocks with the music. Um, and uh, and yeah, and that helps quite a bit. So Another little productivity yeah, tip, and and I will. And there's one other productivity tip I want to give as well. Um, uh, is is um, and this seems like a minor thing, but you know, in in recruiting, we're always typing all the time. I'm like, you know, for years I'm doing this. So I have carpal tunnel, right? Uh, I've had it 
you know, it, it's it, it comes and goes. It's not really bad, but I still feel it because I've been doing this all day long. I've been doing it for a couple of decades, over a couple of decades. So one thing that's been a big boon for me is um, dictation. Now, when I send out emails, 90% of any of the emails I send out or anything I write is all dictated. I've got my microphone. I got my Mac. As long as I speak clearly, I just dictate, make the dictate, uh, make a couple of corrections, send the email. And that saves me. Gosh, I mean, uh, it, it maybe I, I might write an email in a tenth of the time it would take me to normally type it, especially if it's a long email. So another little productivity tip, get some sort of dictation, um, either software if your computer doesn't have it or if you're on a Mac, uh, it has a built-in dictation feature, which I use. Yeah, and it's be really, careful, really though. I use it for dating sites, and I, not no joke, I do dictate. And I was telling a girl that I loved her tats. Let's just say it didn't dictate correctly, and it didn't end up in a second date. Well, you sent me a message what uh, like last week or oh, yeah. before, and you called me a perv. Uh, I think it was a pervert trainer, uh, or something like that, and it was a dictation error. <laughs> it's true, I am a pervert trainer, right. but but I know you didn't mean to say that. Exactly. I, so I get scared, but I love it. You're you're dead on. Yeah, you got to be careful. Corey. Read it. Read your dictation. I'm joking. It's yep. a true one about yeah. the tattoo. I should have said tattoo. I said you have great tats, and it came out with the wrong letter, and she was like, "What?" I'm like, oh my God, I did not mean that. That's not what yeah. I meant. I would never write that. Yeah, but, that, but I'll tell you what, but that, that is that is huge. And so um so yeah, so so there's the dictation piece of it. Um so so what what other what other uh, um proactivity, let's say on a day-to-day basis. Well, we're talk, let's talk tactical, right? So on a day-to-day basis, we talked about done by 10:30, staying out of your email until you're in, until you do your deep work, we talked about uh, using things like dictation, uh, time blocks, uh, using go music to focus. Yeah, was it keep going? What else? Uh, uh, oh, I thought you said I got. I thought you said it. No, I. I uh, oh well, I mean the one big one. It's all the same, right? So before we get off the topic, here's the thing, right? We're we're reactive as people. We like to please. Mm-hmm. We, we love to be interrupted and we allow it. Yeah. So the next time someone says you got a second, I want you to think about that one. Next time someone says you got a minute, the answer is no. Okay. That's the trick. Okay. How do you, especially if you're, how, what, so hi, I call, you got a minute? Well, no, I was about to do one of those important things that are important to my plan that I haven't been doing because I've been distracted. I'm about to do, but I'll stop to take your call now. No. <laughs> How important? What's it about? Yeah. When could I call you? That's the biggest trick. And as a manager, stop pleasing people so much because you're you're killing yourself. And That's don't have and, and unless it's like genuinely important and urgent, I generally don't respond. I, I wait to respond to most emails or, or messages. Um, and sometimes it's because it's a message where I'm like, what it says is not making me happy. So I gotta gather my thoughts. Sometimes it's just a matter of like, listen, if you're trying to have some productivity or whatever, if if you're responding to messages at all times from clients, candidates, uh, partners, et cetera, you're training people to say like, okay, I'm, I'm available. You're, you're training them to expect like immediate response from you. And in some cases, immediate response is warranted, but in most cases, it's not necessary. Listen, most business situations, if you get back to somebody in the same day or within an hour or two, people understand like it almost, it undermines some of your credibility because if you're that responsive, like you don't have anything better to do, obviously. Like, you know, if you messaged the CEO of one of your clients and they got back to you a little bit later in the day, you wouldn't think anything of it. But if that same person messages you and every single time they contact you, 
you get back to them within moments because you're like, oh, it's Klein. I gotta get back to him. We gotta get back to him. Do you understand like the tone that you're setting and and the yeah, kind of deferential? And recruiters do this. We're all like like whatever you need. We're people pleasers. But like the other thing is, then that doesn't buy you any time for when you do need some time to like make a response. Or if they're like, oh, listen, how many of us have been in that situation where you had um, I don't know some candidate interview and they're like, do you have anybody else? And then you were like, uh, no. Um, maybe if you get back to them in a few hours, maybe you might be like, oh, well, there's one other person you can consider or whatever, like buy yourself some time to be able to react to situations. And also don't paint the picture that you are like completely someone's lapdog and have nothing better to do than to respond to them immediately all the time. Mm -hmm. 100%. Well, you know, and I'll tell you what, uh, something that, that will help with that, or at least help with everything is, um, uh, uh I call it a user interface. So one of the a user interface. One of the great things about Apple. Uh, yeah, I know a lot of Android folks out there hate Apple, but at the end of the day, Apple is so successful because it's simple, right? It's very simple to use. It's very intuitive. It's very complex under the skin, but above the skin, it's relatively simple, uh, and it makes it again easy to use, easy to navigate, um, and there's less friction. So imagine. In your business, if you had a user interface, meaning you had a uh, some sort of system or something, some sort of uh, of resource, and I'll get into that in a second, that can do a lot of the maybe mundane technical things, like maybe for example, setting up uh, messaging sequences uh, for your recruiting marketing campaigns, uh, uh, keeping track of all your prospects, keeping track of who's getting what messages, keeping track of your AR uh, payroll, keeping track of your emails, uh, beating your email first thing in the morning, and getting rid of all the emails that 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 you don't want to see, uh, getting rid of all those, and maybe even responding to emails on your behalf well that's a va one of the yeah. best ways to be productive uh one of the most been the biggest bangs for your buck is to get a virtual assistant um who you know and you can get them from you know philip you know, in america or the philippines if you want to go a little cheaper but get a really good va to handle all those little things that i mean i don't want to say low vibe because they're still very valuable but they're tasks better meant for somebody else so you could focus on closing deals building relationships account management uh or whatever it is you need to do or or if you're a uh, search firm owner managing everybody else making sure that the company as a whole is is getting to where they need to be so getting a va more than getting a recruiter, more than anything else, one of the best things you could ever do for your productivity is get a really strong VA and using them as a user interface, right? Because then you've got a simplified version of your business, almost like a, like a, like a, like an iPhone, right? Um, yeah. That's relatively easy to use, and it's the VAs handling all the comp the very complex, minute details behind the scenes, so you can focus on being the CEO of your practice. Virtual well, assistant, and that's great user and interface. that's sorry, and that's something that. Um, definitely you have to understand how to best utilize one, just like any, any person or any process or anything. And, you know, I, I should probably start sharing this on this, on the show soon. I, I've been in actually part of a VA business for about a year and a half as well. I've been using one for six years myself, but I have, there's some recruiters that I've been providing VAs to and helping them get, get ramped up on this. And, and maybe next week or whatever, I can share a link because we have um, on our website, I'm on the site, but there isn't like a booking link for me. And I, if any recruiters are planning on using a VA, it's probably best if, if, if we talk as opposed to, you know, uh, one, another member of our team. 
Uh, but there's a lot to think about when you go into that for sure. Um, and it definitely has to be properly managed and it definitely, you can't, there, yeah, one thing you have to know is show on that, honestly, we can, yeah, but, really good at it and people, and, and we'll digress over David's great at it too. I know. Cause David and I do yeah, a lot you, of sub projects and he uses so many VAs. They're amazing. So I think it'll really, I, and yeah. I want to use more of them too. So to pick your brains on how you've been yeah. using, and you guys really have now, that's a great topic. Right. That's a good point. I, only thing, other thing I'll say on that topic I'll, 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 it, with with the VA is that also goes back to where David was talking about how personal productivity overlaps with like personal needs. And because when you're running a business and it's just you, like everything is intertwined. And let me tell you, like you use a VA, not just for the business stuff, for the personal stuff, too. And if that removes hours of your time, then I mean, we could go further into detail. But this this overlaps with with like, like all of those concepts big time. Yeah, and, and, I, and it's I something that people cut. Mm -hmm. And it's something that people cut or don't think about when times are tight and lean. But let me tell you, that couple thousand dollars a month you're spending on that person, you, it's it doesn't it's counterintuitive to say, okay, well, I'm you know I'm experiencing kind of tough times. I don't want to spend more money. I get that, right? But that's that if you're using that resource properly, that is money very well yeah, spent. Yeah, properly. For itself over yes, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we have three on our YouTube channel said, um, uh, I call it a user interface. That's already a thing. You need a new word for your method. So one thing I will say, I don't think because first of all, not a method. I don't think just because Apple has a user interface means no one else in the world can use the word user interface or call it a method. So I'm not quite There's sure. There's actually a whole that. profession, uh, UI UX, that uses that term. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, you know what? Uh, 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 marketable candidates are already a thing. You got to call it a new thing because somebody else said that thing. That's going to work. Anyway, uh, that's kind of a weird comment. It that should be an acronym like candidates under, yeah. candidates under new Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to do an acronym. Sorry. <laughs> I got to get you a little bit. But yeah, that, get, get a virtual assistant or again, a user interface um, is a great way to think about using a virtual assistant. Now, now that said, I will tell you um, on a more practical level, uh, if you use a VA in, in the U.S., so there are um, VAs here in the U.S. that will – you can use them for 10, 20 hours a week or whatever. Uh, and there's lots of VAs. This is actually how I started. I used a VA in the U.S., and uh, I, I was one of three clients with her, and she worked 40 hours a week, and I got part of that 40 hours because I didn't have enough work uh, for a full 40. Um, but then – I started hiring out of the Philippines. Um, and for those folks who use um, uh, overseas uh, uh, VAs, uh, you'll find it's, it, it can be hard to find a good VA. Uh, but what I found of all the different countries I've used, the Philippines, uh, they're a largely college educated uh, uh, society, the great English skills, uh, they'll work your shift uh they and they're typically like really hard workers very intelligent because uh the virtual assistant community down there is really large they consider it a real like a like a a, a a great profession that pays really really well so there's actually a lot of competition to be a va uh in the philippines so if you could find a great philippine uh, va in the philippines you know it might cost you you know, if you use a service, it might cost you about fifteen hundred per month. Uh, if you go to one individually, you might pay more like six, seven hundred per month uh, U.S. dollars. But what I would say is, if you uh, and I'll recommend this person, if you want a great VA service, uh, reach out to a company called VA Staffer. VA 
stafford.com. My buddy, Jeff Hunter runs that company. I've used uh, several VAs from him. I also have hired some of my own, but VA Stafford, great place. I'm not affiliated in any shape, way, shape or form. I just have been a customer there for a few years. Great service to use. But again, you can hire an American VA as well, but you want to save some money. You can hire somebody in the Philippines. Um, they do just as good of work, sometimes even better with less issues for a full 40 hours per week at a fraction of the cost. So hire the Philippines. That's my recommendation. Yeah, let's do, let's, there's so much more I want to say about that too. So let's definitely table that. But as far as yeah, like productivity right, goes, as, as far as productivity goes too, I think this, I have one comment I wanted to squeeze in that I think maybe to some extent d- 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 overlaps with business development and, and whatnot. But listen, you got to spend your time on things that are actually going to return some investment or return on your investment, right? So like there are all different kinds of job orders, Right. There are all kinds of search assignments. There are things that you could spend your spin your wheels on, you know, uh, all the time. You could spend all week doing a ton of things and make absolutely no money. Right. So I know this probably overlaps more with the discussion about like properly qualifying clients and that kind of thing. And, and there's not much I could do justice to it in a couple of minutes, but look at where you're spending your time, what customers are responsive what customers are easiest to like work with in terms of realistic expectations who are getting back to you. Um, look at where you're getting return in your day and look at it on a regular basis, reevaluate it because you could have a really good plan and you gotta be talking to the right kinds of people, but you could also still be spending a lot of your time on like the wrong job orders or working with the wrong companies. And that time, that missed opportunity, that that opportunity cost of spending a whole week on something that just was doomed from the start, versus you know you you could have just sat there and played video games all week, you had the same net outcome, right? Figure out like you know if you're contingency, you have the benefit of being able to just cut bait and just be, just not work on it anymore, right? If you do engage, make sure you get in bed with the right people so that these searches will actually get filled. Um, and again, we could talk about that at length, but I, I do think that's a component of productivity because recruiting is like notoriously inherently got a lot of waste in the day, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's good. There's, there's a lot of wastage in the day, a lot. And a lot of it comes down to taking job orders that you shouldn't be working on or working with candidates that you shouldn't be working on as well, doing doing stupid things. And I think a lot of recruiters, they're they're just glad to get the job to work on. And you have to 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 get yourself – look, and this could be a whole other topic, just talking about getting uh, – ramping up your productivity by increasing your marketing output and your prospecting output. So then you get more opportunities to work positions, and then you can be, be selected with what you work with, right? So You're top-rating so your phone. Time on the front end. Yeah, spend more time on the front end, you'll save time on the back end. So there's that – we can even talk about that uh, as well. But I know we're getting – we're starting to wrap up our show here. And uh, so it's time to wrap up and do some promotions, but I, I just want to tell everybody who's watching, uh, make sure to tune in next week. We have Ben Mina, Mena, Mina, Ben Mina. Uh, uh, again, I'm about to ask if it's Mena or Mina. I'm pretty sure it's, it's Mina, uh, but I, I might be wrong. Um, I think it's Mina. It might be. It's it's, uh, he said Mena on his show. It could be Mena. It might be Mena. 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 It might be Mena. Mena, Mena, or but Mena. Ben Mena, ben Mena, Mena from the Elite Recruiter Podcast. Uh, then we have, of course, Dan Fisk and Ryan Gagne with Empower Associates uh, the week after. And then the 30th, November 30th, we have Steve Finkel, the man, the myth, the legend, the author of Breakthrough 2.0. Breakthrough Recruiting 2.0. He'll be on our show. And in fact, this will be, I think, his first ever, ever interview online. I think so, His yeah. first. 
It's it pretty is, big. It is. Um, it's going to do two. So, yeah. Well, that's it. A couple things I want to want to mention here. If any of you guys need any sort of back office um, solutions, all right. So anybody, if you need, if you have, if you have temps, contractors, you have to fund payroll. Um, I would recommend going to, and this is a blatant pitch for Neil's company, uh, back office staffing solutions, also known as Boss. Uh, you can go to backofficenow.com forward slash staffing, and. Uh, Neil also has a guide, uh, which I believe is, uh, oh, where is it here? It is right over, you know, I think I may not have a, 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 a card for your guide, Neil. So, so uh, I'll get that over next time. I can't find it, but yeah, go to backofficenow.com forward slash staffing. And of course, for me, uh, I actually, this week I have a course called recession breaking. It's a recession proofing course for your firm, uh, and your practice that is 50% off for the next few days. If anybody's interested in that, you can go to, uh, real dsp.me forward slash RB for recession breaking, right? There's a 50% off uh, sale on that. Get it for the next couple of days. Uh, it's not gonna last very long. And uh, and also Chris, Chris does not have anything to, to promote typically just except for the next show because you're out there in the trenches like these guys watching the show, recruiting, right? But is there is there anything that you wanna add here towards the end? Well, yeah. So as I alluded to, and we could talk about this more on the VA show and in subsequent shows, but I, I have been kind of quietly chugging along also putting uh, VAs to work for a lot of recruiters. I hadn't really been pushing that too hard. Um, there's a partnership I entered into about a year and a half ago, um, kind of leveraging some of my experience working with VAs and a friend of mine who had a, an existing VA business uh, that has has supported a lot of e-commerce business started expanding into other spaces. So oh, we've let been working talk offline. I like to show how a yeah. boss can help my partners. We'll have a great need for that. I'd love to. Yeah, yeah. I had been. I like the search business is, is at the end of the day. You know, the, that's where I make my money. So that's where most of my attention is. But um, you know, slowly but surely, been trying to add in some recruiters to the mix there well uh, and i'll I'm have like a link to all the people maybe we could talk double-edged partnership but we'll talk we'll talk Wait, people don't have to hear how it works behind the scenes at the sea <laughs> the sausage is made but at any rate uh in in, an, in a coming show or two I'll, I'll have a link to share to to book something but you can always also just uh shoot me a, a dm as well on on LinkedIn or, or Facebook. They're called DMs these days, right? Or messages. I don't I'm not up on the Yeah, just, the just sl slide into, <laughs> slide into my DMs. DMs. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 with your, with your right. I didn't um, even know what that was until probably the last year. Slide. Was that a thing up until the last year? I've heard it so much in the last year. I never heard that expression before. A few years. Yeah, it's I a really neat thing. You know, we we have this hookup culture now where girls are showing off their b holes on Instagram and to make money and like all this. It's so. This is where we sign up. off. <laughs> this is where we sign off. Yeah. Great show. We have to bring up b holes at the end of the show. Can we edit this out? First, got a little, got a little spice at the end. Got a little spice. All right, folks. Thank you, everybody. Really appreciate you all for watching, and um, hope this helps. Tune in next week for Ben Mina Mena from the Elite Recruiter Podcast, and we'll see you then. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>